All right, we're going to start this episode with a repetition of my new mantra that I managed to pull into this dimension. <laughs> um, I'm laughing because if this is your first episode and this is the first episode you're listening to and all of a sudden I'm talking about pulling in mantras from uh, another dimension, you're going to be like, whoa, what? But if you're coming here after watching my videos on Instagram and YouTube, then you should not be surprised. Um, uh, so here's a mantra. And if you haven't had a chance yet to check out the previous episode, please do. But if this is what you choose to start with or you were driven to start with, that's okay too. Here goes. There is no good. There is no bad. It is what it is. We do not judge. We just observe. It is what it is. Now, there is a temptation when somebody hears that mantra to say, well, actually, there are some things that are good and there are some things that are bad. And that idea, that mindset was inherently... Um, addressed in the previous episode uh so i kind of don't want to repeat but overall for the most part most of the things that we call bad or we think are bad aren't necessarily always bad right 85 percent of the things that occur we have not given it time it's mostly just us being disappointed because we want things to go a particular way but we are sort of on the ground right i call it like a warm's eye view Right? And if we had a God's eye view to look at the entire scope of causation, cause and effect, the entire hologram, the entire simulation, the entire picture, we would see that sometimes when a particular thing seems like it's a bad thing, right? Most of the time, right? In the long run, it actually ends up working itself out for good, right? But the key behind this mindset is most importantly, you do not judge. Because you can't, you cannot judge fairly from the ground, from within the simulation. You don't have a clear view of the entire picture to decide whether or not this thing that you think is a bad thing is actually a bad thing, right? Usually it takes time for you to figure it out. Judge, we just observe, it is what it is. I've been revisiting some of my favorite <laughs> Indian philosophers, Eastern philosophy, Hindu teachers, uh, Nisa Maharaj and Vivekananda are two that I just finished reading. I am that by Nisa Maharaj and I'm brutalizing his name. Um, and then the complete works of Swami Vivekananda. I like their works because they kind of take you out of it all, right? It's philosophy blended in with quantum physics but it seems like it was quantum physics the, the predecessor the precursor the eastern philosophy is the precursor to quantum physics so what our physicists are finding now was written about thousands of years ago by indian thinkers indian philosophers when they say when we say now in the present that the universe is a simulation when we say now in the present that it's uh we're in a hologram right when you read books like the holographic universe or when you read books like um just i don't know anything about like just the, the simulation theory by Rizwan Verk, for example um these sort of things are all echoing the same sentient sentiment rather that was echoed thousands of years ago when the hindu philosopher is sad that all is maya, all is illusion, right? You're not the body, right? Everything, existence is all one. That is panpsychism, right? So we, we're, we're relabeling these sort of old ideas, we're brushing it up and putting a nice you know coat of paint, a new coat of paint on it. But 
the end of the day, this is, these are ideas that were spoken about and believed by people thousands of years ago, which is why I, I have respect for, <laughs> for these thinkers, because listen, if they're re-echoing if these ideas are now being sort of proven by science, then they're worth, it's, it's worth just going straight to the source, right? And just getting the general idea. And so ultimately that's what I've been doing. Uh, taking a break from buying brand new books, except for, I think the only new book I bought this week was Power Versus Force. But once again, it's the same idea being repeated, right? Um, that book by David Hawkins kind of breaks down different levels of awareness or different levels of consciousness. And he breaks it down. And the way I interpret it is it's all vibration. And we get to a certain level where you're just pure awareness. And it's just a pure understanding that you are not the body, right? You start to be behave and to treat others as though you are them. And then this complete negation of self, right? And then the loss of ego and just sort of blending into existence itself, right? So negation of the ego, right? And then just becoming existence itself and seeing yourself and all others, right? It's a modern book, but it's once again, the same ideology, the same idea that has been echoed um, by Eastern philosophers, particularly Indian, you know, thinkers, when they say that, you know, the all, all of this is the all mind, the one mind, right? The God, all is God. Um, you are God. I am God. Everything is God. You know, there is no God and devil. It's all one. You know, this idea of duality is actually another layer of the illusion. It's all one and it's all perfect. And it's all sort of this perfectly functioning sort of hologram that kind of flows into each other. I use the word hologram. It's a modern word, but hologram is illusion. Maya is illusion. It's the same thing. Simulation is illusion. It's the same thing. It's all a construct. Now, I just posted a video before I hopped on this um, podcast. Uh, the video is called Infinity is a Loop. Uh, the video starts out with excerpts from articles by physicists, relatively new. Um, I forget the name of the physicists, uh, but they're basically now disproving the Big Bang Theory as the beginning of everything. This is this has been kind of an ongoing thing. It's just been physicists on the fringe had been challenging the Big Bang Theory as the beginning of all things. Um, I've spoken in the past, kind of older episodes, like a year or so ago, about the Big Bounce Theory, which basically says that the beginning of this universe was the end of another one. Right? Reminds me of that one song, Closing Time. Every new beginning comes from some other beginnings end. Um, it's the same. It's the same thing. You know, there's there's nothing new under the sun and we say that we say that we just we throw that phrase out there there's nothing new under the sun but i don't think people really sit with what that means if nothing is new under the sun then there's nothing new under any sun right then there's no beginning there's no end and there's no creation not in the way that we have come to understand what creation is right if i in that video, actually, the one that I posted on Instagram, one of the very first comments, shout out to the individual who commented, by the way, I do appreciate the comments, so this is not meant as an attack. But one of the very first comment was, well, if this was all, you know, infinite, then who created this infinite world? And my response is that you have to throw out the idea of creation. It's hard to do. 
it's hard to do. But think about everything we've been saying up until this point. The flow of time is an illusion. All of time exists right now, right? Another video I posted, I think it was yesterday, I talked about eternalism, right? You can't talk about time travel. You can't talk about premonition. You can't talk about, you know, precognitive dreams and things like that. You can't talk about all these things unless the future exists right now. You can't talk about the past and going back in time, you know, in science fiction, right? You can't talk about any of these things, traveling faster than light speed. None of these things are possible, let alone probable, if all of time and all of existence isn't simultaneously occurring right now. So this idea of creation out of nothing is, is non-existence. It's not possible. You cannot create something out of nothing. In order for you to, it's like, here's an analogy, right? I can't create an apple tree out of an orange seed, right? If I, if I am to create an apple tree, I need an apple seed. So existence, think of existence as an apple tree, right? You cannot create existence out of non-existence. It has to be the same. It has to be like the properties contained within existence has to be contained in whatever it was that brought existence into being. Being, But the idea of things coming into being only can happen if it came in from something else. When I paint, right, I'm not creating a painting out of nowhere. I'm not inventing a human being, right? I'm not inventing a black woman. I paint mostly black women. I'm not, I did not invent the concept of a black woman, right? Black women existed. What I did and what I do is I have references. So the concept of creation is you take from what already exists and you just mold something quote unquote new. But bear in mind, that there is no such thing as new if time is an illusion, if the flow of time is an illusion. You know, this is going to be kind of a funky episode, but I'm going to repeat a lot until it kind of sinks in. If the flow of time is an illusion and the future exists right now, then I'm not really creating anything. Those paintings that I'm actualizing, all I'm doing is collapsing probable realities where they exist, but they already existed in pro as probabilities they existed in probability they were just not realized into this reality until i observed them through the act of creation so the concept of creation our understanding of the word creation is flawed i don't create anything what i'm talking to you about right now even the words that I'm speaking, I, I'm not creating the language. It's a pre-existing language. I'm just putting a bunch of words together in a way that I hope that you can understand. Using themes that I know that you would be able to understand. Using concepts from all of these different books, all of these different ideas, all of these different experiences. I, I'm not pulling these ideas from nothing. I'm taking pre-existing concepts, pre-existing theories, pre-existing ideas, and I'm weaving them to create something quote unquote new that is this episode. 
but within it, it's not entirely new. It's just new to you. Any sort of revelation that you have while listening to this episode is not new, right? If you're listening to me speak and then you have an, oh shit, like an aha moment. I never thought about it like that. That's not a new concept because I'm telling you the concept. So the concept came out of my mouth and into your ear, but it wasn't new. It's just new to you. You just realized it and it has now become a part of your mind and has now changed your mind, right? Any idea, just because you've never heard it before, doesn't mean it's new. I just happened to pull it into one, into this reality or collapse it into this reality or into this probability. That's it. I'm not responsible for creating anything. And once again, we keep repeating because this is going to be a doozy of an episode, but I promise you when you come out of it at the end of it, you're going to be like, wow, okay, I get it. I get it. So I'm not creating anything. You know, I get a lot of really sweet comments from people. You're very creative. And I always say, thank you. But I'm just playing a role. I just happen to be existing. I just happen to be a consciousness existing. And I'm not, this is not humility. It just is what it is. Once you start to know, (laughs) once you start to know, you realize you don't really know anything. All right, Socrates said, what I, I what I know now is that I know nothing. And that always kind of sat with me. Like, wait, how is the, you know, one of the wisest men, you know, at least in Western philosophy, to say that he knew nothing, what does that mean? Well, once again, it's a, let's reevaluate the idea, the concept of creation, the concept of knowing, even the concept of ownership. You don't own anything. How could you own anything? It just is. You could temporarily say this is mine, but it's a false label that you're slapping on it. It's a lie. That's not yours. You're going to die. You can't take it out of this. You can't, you can't take it with you. You can't take anything that you found in this world, in this simulation, in this reality with you. If you're playing a video game and you say this is my car in the video, uh, yeah, you're using it. You have usage of it. You don't own it. The idea of ownership is an illusion right? It's in the game. It's, it's, you're just playing a role. You're driving the car. Whenever you're done playing, right? The car stays in the game. <laughs> it actually belongs to the programmers, not you, but you can play the role and pretend that yet yeah, that is your car and that is your house and that is your spouse and that's your dog and that's your food and that's your this and that's your that and that's your body, But once again, even in a simulation, the avatar that you are existing in and controlling is not yours. You're just temporarily controlling it. Same thing with knowledge. There's nothing I can say to you that I own. It's contained within the game. I just happen to be the avatar that is speaking it at this present moment. That's it. And more importantly, I just happen to be the avatar that you are hearing it from. There's 8 billion subscribers in this game. I may be one of a few people saying something similar on a podcast. But actually, let me retract that last statement. There's presently 8 billion subscribers in the game at this present moment. But throughout space time, there's a lot If you count past, present, and future subscribers, human beings that are going to exist, not even just human beings, like, oh, let's go deeper. 
whatever intelligent species that will exist within this game, within this planet, and however form they will take. Right now you are existing as a consciousness or you are a consciousness existing as a, you know, a human form, homo sapien sapien, or I should just say homo sapien, right? But there are other consciousnesses that are existing in form that you can't even perceive with your little homo sapien eyes, <laughs> right? Because you're limited. And by you, I mean the avatar, not you, the consciousness. All right, so right now, past, present, future, and all of the embodied form and disembodied form, non-corporeal forms that consciousness can exist in, not just human. There's countless subscribers in the game. So I, I'm not creating anything. I mean, it's, if it's all one collective consciousness, then all I'm doing is tapping in to knowledge contained in somebody else and some other jar and some other vessel and some other avatar at any moment in space time. And that's not counting parallel universes. I'll say that again, actually just rewind it. <laughs> rewind the last 15 seconds or 30 seconds. Cause it, it is, it is, it does bear repeating, right? So I, I don't know anything. That doesn't mean I'm ignorant. It means that I don't, own the information that's coming out of my mouth. I just happen to be the avatar at this present moment that is putting it into air or onto podcast form, or when I finish the book, putting it on paper or digital form. It's just the simulation. I exist within the avatar that has been programmed to do it. And it has always been programmed to do it. I'm just the observer watching it take place. And you are the participator. You are listening to it. The information that I'm giving you isn't new. There's nothing new. Because in order for things to be new, then the flow of time has to be actual linear. And the future has to just sort of be this thing that's been actualized. But as we have noted, and you can Google, do your thing, search, we've said, Flow of time is an illusion. All of time exists right now. So therefore, there's nothing new. If everything exists right now, then there's nothing new. The paintings that I paint, they exist right now. This painting that I'm working on, the finished product exists in, let's say, November 11th, 2022. November 11th, 2022 exists right now. It's just I, my consciousness has not re reached that moment in space time to perceive the painting. But I, my consciousness, I'm only limited to the flow of it. That doesn't mean that this doesn't exist, right? So for example, if you're watching a movie, the ending of the movie is programmed into, it's already been filmed. You're just watching the movie, right? So the ending, is on the DVD right now. And let's say it's a two hour long movie. You're moving moment to moment through space time. In about two hours, you will get to the end of the movie unless you fast forward the button, hit the fast forward button. And all the fast forward does is just takes your, it just allows your perception, doesn't fast forward the filming of it, it's already done. It's just you perceiving, your perception of it is getting fast forwarded through this machine. Or whatever which that's a hint 
about time travel, by the way. If you're out there trying to invent a time machine, you're welcome. Um, <laughs> right, so it's already it's already in. Even when they will, because it's gonna this is gonna become a thing in about five years. They're gonna have movies that are gonna have alternate endings, and it's gonna have more than one ending programmed in, right? And you're going to watch. You're gonna you know you're gonna watch a certain part of the movie, and then they're gonna ask you to choose how do you want to end, kind of like that Bandersnatch, um, on uh, Netflix, but more advanced you're going to start seeing people more and more people doing this um more and more like um movies and tv shows and stuff you're going to start seeing that where they'll just allow the viewers to pick how they want something to end and um sorry that's my dog um so all i'm saying is or i guess the same thing is happening right now is that all probable realities exist right now simultaneously you just happen to be on i would say the most probable reality experience for your avatar but that doesn't mean that should you have taken a different path right whatever gets unfolded when you take a particular path that's just being sort of actualized or manifested that that's a word for me that that always tickles me when people go i'm manifesting it because not because I'm, I'm not trying to look down on people for having that idea, but you're not manifesting and you're actualizing it, right? If you, th if you take manifestation to think that you're creating your reality, because people say you create your own reality. No, you don't. Because once again, this concept of creation is that we, we are kind of tricked into this mindset that when you create something, you're taking, you're, you're coming out of nowhere with nothing. And from nothing comes something, right? No. To, quote, create your own reality, what you're actually doing is you're changing aspects of yourself so that you are more likely to experience a different probable reality that exists right now. But it exists right now. You're not manifesting it. You're not creating it. You're not, you know, it, it, it exists. All you're doing is kind of changing your settings so that you can choose something that maybe you wouldn't normally have chosen but it all exists right now. Isn't that fun? So you don't own anything, you don't know anything, and you don't create anything. We'll go back to you don't know anything. Doesn't mean that you're ignorant. It just means that the information that you have, that, ha that you have contained within you, right? It's not this like knowledge where you generated it out of the, no, it's pre-programmed in. It's just an experience that you happened upon and now it's stored in your particular avatar's mind, right? And so now you call that knowledge, but it's not really, it's a revelation of something that already sort of was, right? You're, all you're doing is just like you can actualize a particular reality experience, all you're doing is you're now actualizing a particular information, but it's all there. And you don't create anything because you, you cannot, the concept of creating nothing, something out of nothing doesn't make any sense, right? Because once again, if existence is a, a fruit or a tree, right? A, a tree of existence has to come from something else, existence. Right, a, a woman cannot give birth to a cow. Right, so existence can non-existence, nothing cannot give birth to existence. It is not 
That's not how that works. All right, so you can't create something. You can only work with or what is already or what already is and sort of modify it and change it. But after a while, it ends up just kind of repeating itself again. There's a video on YouTube where um, a quantum physicist actually took this kind of idea. It was with an apple. And he said that you take an apple, you put it in a box, and it, you watch it degrade. And over time, a long enough time, it will change form. It will, it will like sort of break down. It will get... Um, it turn into sort of compost and then it will disintegrate and then it'll just be all the atoms and then just give it enough time, it will shift form because that's just what this world does. It will shift form, it will change, it will change, it will change, it will change until eventually all of those atoms will once again reorganize back into an apple. It's a fucking loop. It's an infinite loop. We've done this over and over again. You were not born on your birthday. That's just when the avatar kicked off in this particular go. Your, and by your avatar, I mean there's a particular, sorry, I hope that wasn't too loud. There's a particular set of code, right? Your DNA code, amongst other things. And then your birthday was when, okay, this particular DNA code got activated in this moment in space time. That's when this particular story began, but you're not that story your consciousness that is existing as that particular story and that is what birth is but you didn't come out of nothing existence cannot come out of nothing you've always existed you just shifted form you can't talk about reincarnation you can't talk about past lives you can't talk about out-of-body experiences you can't even if you're if you're christian and for some reason you're listening to this i guess thanks for having an open mind but if you're christian and you talk about life outside of body life after death being judged right it's always funny when i post a video and somebody will tell me like i'm going to hell and it's usually like i posted a video about like quantum immortality and they're like your soul is going to hell okay either way it's immortal isn't it right so and if you're going to be in heaven I don't want to hang out with you. So, you know, I'm okay. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. So at, at, at whatever level, you still have to acknowledge the fact that even if you believe that I will be burning forever in hell, right, there, you're still speaking to the fact that I will continue to exist. Right. And now if you're a materialist and you're operating from even like a, a, a from a physics perspective eventually if you want to take that same idea that i just talked about with the apple that it breaks down and then eventually it will reassemble again into an apple well guess what you as a materialist think that once you die that's it uh but you're contradicting yourself because once i die if i exist long enough eventually or not even i exist long enough if the matter because matter energy cannot be created or destroyed only modified it will modify 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 until ta-da i show up again motherfucker <laughs> right so no matter how you slice it it's looping it will loop and has looped there is no beginning existence just is existence itself is god every time somebody asks me do you believe in god my response is always i believe in you god is everything existence is god if you define 
God as something that's responsible for everything that we see, then existence itself in every form and every facets, dark, light, good, bad, evil, whatever, it's all God. To break it down and say that whatever it is is responsible for this world, this reality, everything that's up, subatomic particles, all of that. It was just some old guy in a in a chair who is petty and says, you shall have no other gods before me. That's weird. That to me doesn't sound right. I think that that's an aspect, right? That's an aspect of existence. That's an aspect of God. Your shadow is an aspect of you, right? We are aspects of God. I, I, I will not force God into the definition of what was written by people who, who wanted to make whatever was responsible for all of this an idol of it something that they could materialize because the moment you say do you believe in god that god is sitting on a throne you contradict yourself because you've made him into an idol you have formulated him her they and made it into something that you can worship a man on a cross you have forced them into a materialistic sort of a, a form, which is kind of what you aren't supposed to do. So, no, I don't believe in your idea of God. I don't believe in the Christian idea of God. Think bigger. Think bigger. Think beyond Earth. I've been talking about aliens on my Instagram. Kind of been just reposting old videos or whatever. But, <laughs> I mean, they're working. Um, you know, the re I should say, the old videos that I'm posting, the information is not invalid. It just feels a bit... Because I was talking about this stuff like a year and a half ago. So, like, a couple of people, like, pop up in there and, like, these are, like... You're just, like, regurgitating ideas. Like, blah, blah, blah. I was like, no, I was talking about this stuff, like... It's like two, I've been talking about this for like years, right? When people weren't talking about this, these are old videos. It's fine. Um, but when I do repost a video, I try to make sure to add supporting like articles now to the newer videos. So to the older videos. So you should, even if you've seen the videos before when they were on TikTok, still watch them on Instagram because I support them now um, with overlays of like, you know, articles and book quotes and book recommendations, stuff like that. So we're stuffing, you're taking, you know, 60 minute long or 60 second long video, but we're just cramping it with information. Um, so check them out. But once again, there's nothing new. <laughs> I'm just modifying shit, right? I'm just modifying it. Nothing's new. We do not judge, we just observe. Why do we not judge? Because what's the point? What's the point of judging, honestly? I mean, it makes you feel good, right? It's always funny to me when I post a video and then somebody, I would say like 90, 99% of the comments are positive and I appreciate every single one of you that engage with the content and follow and have questions, things like that. Uh, 
getting a bit overwhelming. So I don't have the time to respond to everybody, but I do appreciate it. And I do try to read as much as, as possible um, that I possibly can. But every once in a while, you get somebody, I'll just write like a really long comment. And it's like super critical. And the, the most fun thing for me to do is when I see those really long critical comments is I delete them. <laughs> because it's like, uh, this is important, by the way, you can use this in your life. This is something I tell myself. Attention is currency, right? So when I tell you guys about like, you know, meditating and removing your attention, that's valuable. There's a reason why your internal monologue with Tico, whatever, wants you to focus on it. Your focused attention is energy. That is currency. Your concentrated energy, what you focus on, that is valuable. So when somebody's writing that long thing, that's probably their Watiko trying to provoke you into a response because it wants your attention. It wants you to feed it, you know, and feed it negativity, right? Because they're trying to, oh, you're, you don't know what you're talking about, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, no, I'm not going to pay you my attention. I'm not going to, I appreciate you taking five minutes to like spell check all of that stuff so that you make sure that your insults really land. I don't typically read, like you can usually tell when a person's like being negative by the first like line. I, I just delete it because it's hilarious to me. Like you spent like <laughs> 20 minutes of your time writing all this stuff up and it took me 0.2 seconds to swipe left and delete it. And um, that will always be a better response than engaging. Just FYI, stop talking to these people. Stop giving them your attention. That's what they want. And it's not even them. It's their mind parasite, their mind virus, their Watiko. It wants you engaged. It wants you to feed it its activity. It wants you, the moment you engage, it's you're feeding it. So don't. I don't feed Watikos. Right. Just delete that shit. It feels good, too. <laughs> it's always like, wow, you really thought I was going to actually respond to you. That's funny. Delete. Um, yeah, don't 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 engage. I know we've been we've all said don't feed the trolls and everybody's going to have a critic and everybody's I mean, everybody has critics. It, it is what it is. The problem, the thing about critics is that it makes them feel good. Right. Because they know they can't create. 10 times out of 10, when somebody is leaving like a, a critical comment, you go to their page and they've got nothing. They're not doing anything because if they were, they wouldn't have time. I don't have the time to go to other people's pages and start criticizing what they're doing because I'm busy creating my own stuff, right? And we're using creating in the sense of we're just pulling concepts from different things to, re to form something new, right? but we're putting new in quotes because it's not actually new. I'm just, I'm just the avatar in which that is being actualized, but I'm not creating this out of nothing, right? For the sake of this podcast episode, right? Um, I don't have the energy, right? Who was that one? I can't, Siskel and Ebert. They were movie critics. What movies have they put out? Did they ever produce a movie that you know? Can you name a Siskel and Ebert movie? That, that you, uh, no, they're not. The fact that their job exists is funny to me. I don't get it. Um, but they're, they're not creating. So typically, either you're creating or you're criticizing. It's, it's both starts with CR, right? Um, and critics aren't genuinely happy people, right? But it makes them feel good to be able to go to somebody else and say that you forgot 
a letter in that word. <laughs> oh, okay, cool. You're better than me. Does that make you feel better that you were able to point out a mistake that I made? Take it. Because listen, sometimes this world is suffering. And if that's what makes you feel better, right, to judge and say, this is good and that is bad. Cool. Judge away. But it's not going to, like I said, does it matter really judging things as good or bad? When, when you go, all right, and, and you watch a show and you go, this show sucks and you turn it off, does it really matter? No, you, that show more than likely they're going to come up with like five, six more episodes, <laughs> more seasons of it. And there's nothing you can do about it, but just, I guess, feel good in that moment to, to judge. Try creating a show. If it's, because it's super easy to criticize. And that's why I don't really listen unless it's coming from another creator. And typically those people, I think, would not just leave like a crazy comment. I feel like a creator would like actually hit you up and be like, hey, have you thought about doing this instead? You know? Cool. Thank you. Because they know what goes into the process. And the same thing happens, you know, in life. Our lives, our experiences are being created. And by created, I mean like it already exists, right? But it's just different changes sort of collapse different waveforms. But why judge? You're not the one writing the story. Right? It's like somebody coming on my video and saying, you misspelled this word. Okay, well, the, the, the movie's done. The video's done. <laughs> I can't edit the video. Thank you. But it's done. Right? It's already done. So judge away, but you're just wasting your time because like it's not gonna it's not gonna edit itself. Maybe the next go, the next time I repost the same video <laughs> in whatever platform I repost it on, uh, I will make changes to that. All right? It's an infinite loop. I I will just keep reusing the same videos over and over again. Right? So the next step is now when I end up on Netflix, I'm gonna take those same videos. We're gonna like obviously refilm them and then thank you for your criticism uh and the next go the same words the same characters right um millennial grandma uh and holly graham dr holly graham um thank you and i guess the next go i will add e to corporal <laughs> in the captions that are automatically generated by an ai um Sure. But for the most part, the story stays the same with just slight deviations. And so you complaining and you judging, I'm going to maybe make some slight changes. But for the most part, you know, overall, you should be just watching. Shut the fuck up. Right. <laughs> I say the same thing. I say the same thing to myself and to my life. Right. Because when what I've noticed is when somebody's sitting there and they're criticizing the video and they're looking for typos and things like that, anything for them to 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 say so that they can feel good about themselves. They're missing the overall message. There's knowledge right there. There's information right there that could dramatically change their lives. And they're missing that because they're busy looking for fault. And overall, they're missing the big picture. What am I supposed to learn? And even if you don't wanna learn, it's still entertaining. So they're missing being entertained, which entertainment is a good feeling. It feels good to be entertained. So while you're busy judging, you're missing the entertainment or the opportunity to learn. 
this world, this reality, everything you're experiencing right now is pre-scripted. It always has been. Even if you are able to actualize probable realities, you know, or realities with lower probabilities of occurrence, they still exist right now. They, they cannot come out of non-existence. Everything exists. Everything. If you can conceptualize it, the fact that you even thought about it, that came from, did not come from nothing. Yes, which means the dragons are probably real somewhere. <laughs> because that idea did not come from nothing. That knowledge, that creativity, when you create, you're taking ideas from things that already exist. You didn't, you're not creating from nothing. It's not possible. So somewhere out there in whatever, another parallel universe, there's probably Targaryens, which is fucking awesome. And it's good to know that Daemon Targaryen exists somewhere out there in the multiverse. And you might shake your head and be like, that's wild. But that's because you've been programmed to think of this reality as all there is. But then where are these concepts coming from? They're not coming out of nowhere. So my favorite thing about artists is that they are most able to perceive these other worlds. And they bring wisps of it, you know, the mists of it into our world, in, our, in the stories, the things that we call stories. But it's out there. You're not, you cannot create something from nothing. Sorry. As much as I, I would love to say that like all of these ideas, I, I came out. No, I just, I'm just, I'm sitting here right now with the mic to my, to my face. My eyes are closed and I'm just talking and the, like, I'm not even thinking. Think about how quickly I'm saying this shit. Like I don't have time. It's just coming out of my mouth. These ideas. And you can call me smart. It's funny because I just said, like, think how quickly I'm talking <laughs> and then I get quiet. You can call me smart, but ultimately I'm, I'm an artist. And all an artist is is a conduit. We're just able to perceive other worlds. That's it. That's what it is. You could redefine it as whatever the fuck you want to call it. Or you could say, well, artists are really good at creating. We're not creating shit. We're not. We're just remixing stuff. <laughs> That's all there is. Even AI, right? Everybody's like, oh, AI is like creating. It, it, that should tell you everything you need to know. AI, you feed in a bunch of images and it puts a bunch of shit together to come up with something that you perceive as art. That's it. The difference between an AI and a human is that I'm just putting, you know, my heart into it. I'm putting love into it. I'm putting, you know, cognition into it. I'm putting my experiences into it. I'm putting my perception into it. But for the most part, I'm just pulling information that already exists and I'm spitting out something else. That's it. If I create a lotion, just taking a bunch of pre-existing sort of like formula even for lotion, I'm not inventing the concept of lotion. I'm not. I'm just mixing a bunch of shit together to come up with like my own brand lotion. Ta-da. Same thing with if I wrote a story. I'm just mixing a bunch of stories. It's so interesting to me when I post a video and people are like, oh, this is from this show. Oh, this is from this book. Oh, this is from this anime. It's the same video. And how many people can quote 
you must have gotten your if you're somebody was like if you're gonna at least if you're gonna post this video you should at least give credit to like some book i never even heard of before some anime that I never watched before and i was just like it, okay you guys you do realize like this is <laughs> that's how creativity works right like it's just I'm, I'm just tapping into an idea but the idea is something that's tangible somewhere i'm just a conduit so i saw the same shit that the author chose to express in a book I'm I'm seeing the exact same thing. I'm perceiving that. So if anything, you should take solace in the fact that it does exist somewhere. Harry Potter, read the book. She didn't invent magic. Everything, the Philosopher's Stone, that's a thing. That's a real thing. Nagini, that's a real thing. How, you know, house elves, that's a thing. She didn't invent that. They were pre-existing. It's not even that she didn't even have to pull it from another universe. They're pre-existing ideas. Giants existed before she wrote Harry Potter. Magicians existed before she wrote Harry Potter. Like, that's not... She just put them all together. It's like new lotion. That's it. There's nothing new under the sun. You really have to sit with that. If nothing is new under the sun, then the concept of creation is a fallacy. The idea of creation is an illusion. Nothing is created. You cannot create or destroy, only modify. And even that concept of modification lends itself, because you're still implying that, okay, you're responsible. If everything exists right now, even that modification, that, that what seems, that illusion of cause and effect, right? I'm causing something to happen, so I'm, I'm you know, creating this effect. That's still an illusion because it already exists. <laughs> Everything already exists right now. Right now. I want to talk about. Sorry, I'm actually writing this down. Creation is an illusion. Talk about what would have created this world. Now, let's talk about our reality. We've gone back and forth on this podcast quite often as to whether this world is a prison or a school. And I've always maintained the third that it is some form of entertainment. But now I want to pre- I want to present to you a different idea based on everything that we've collected so far. If all is existence and there is no beginning or no end then could the simulation be a function an aspect of an immortal being in the last episode i said that what if when you sleep for the eight hours you sleep here or six depending on how much of a sleeper you are for the six to eight hours you sleep in this reality your body your avatar sleeps regenerates recharge recharges whatever Consciousness exists elsewhere in other forms. Could this world... Now, I've said something similar. I've called this like shadow and light, yin-yang, but I've kind of tied it to the fourth dimension. You know, this being the yin and then the fourth dimension being a yang, and we sort of toggle between the two. But I want to reinforce this idea. Could this world be a function of existence, right? It's all God. It's all creation. It's all existence. Everything. 
So then if that's the case, then even this illusion has to be attached to something real. And as a function of the real, I'll say that again. If this is an illusion, even an illusion has to be tied in to something real, right? So when you play a video game, you are controlling the game from somewhere more real than the game that you're playing. So this is not just an empty simulation or just in it. It, is, it has to be tied to something that is more real. Everything that people have said outside of form, outside of body, once they have exited their body, whether it's a near-death experience or out-of-body experience, they have said that outside of the body, they have access to unlimited knowledge. I would go as far as to say that outside of the body, they become God again. They become existence again. They become omniscient again. But could it be that this world, the function of this world, it's not a prison. Imagine yin and yang, they need to be together, right? How would an immortal sleep? Let me say that again. How would an immortal rest? If the concept of immortality doesn't make you feel exhausted at the thought of it, I, I don't know what would. Because as I posted that video and I read what I wrote, I thought, I felt tired. <laughs> like, shit, this is true. And this has been going on for a really long time. We've looped the same life over and over again, right? Deja vu and all of that, right? We just make different changes, but it's just slight variations, right? Because I keep reposting the same videos. Right? I've posted, I'm reposting my videos from TikTok, but I'm reposting it to Instagram and I'm reposting it to YouTube, right? All of these platforms. I'm going to start posting new shit, guys, okay? So just <laughs> bear with me. Obviously, the podcast is, quote, new, right? But, you know, I'm trying to rebuild. I'm trying to build up my following from Instagram because I honestly think that TikTok is going to get banned soon. Um, and also, fuck TikTok. But anyway, every time I post the video to a new platform, right? It's still me, right? But I'm making little changes. So it's still my video. It's still me, but I'm making slight changes. I'm editing out certain parts of it. it. Some of them end up telling a slightly different story than what I initially posted. It's the same thing that's happening here. Maybe overall your story is the same, but you make slight changes here and there if you're looping the same life. Now, what sort of what sort of species, intelligence, would create this kind of world? It would be something infinite. If outside of your body you feel infinite, then you're infinite. <laughs> Right? I don't know how many books I've mentioned. I've, I've mentioned af after after. Um, it's a book worth checking out. I forget who wrote it, but it's I've mentioned it previously. Um, Is there life after death? Um, life before life. Um, I, I could go on. They're on the. They're in in previous episodes, but. All these people who have left their bodies come back reporting, feeling omniscient, all-knowing, all-loving, all-powerful, so godlike. And then you come back into form. And they don't want to be in this form, but they're here. 
Now, you could say we chose to be here, blah, blah, blah. Maybe. I'm not certainly not implying that we're forced to be here. I'm saying it's a function of a God. How does a God rest? Because the prospect of in infinity has to be exhausting. So I'm not saying this world was created. I'm saying this world has always existed. For an all-knowing, all-powerful entity to sleep. Right? The ancient Hindus call this world Maya. It's illusions. It's a dream. Life is a dream. We're God's dreaming. You dream, you take form. You enter an avatar and you exist as a form for however long or short. And you have this experience. You have this experience of finite. I've always said, what kind of species, what kind of intelligence would simulate, right? Because a simulation, you're, you're simulating something, you're creating something, right? I, I'm playing Mario World because I can't do all that shit. I can't throw fire from my hand, but I can pretend that I can. So what kind of world would create a world where, what kind of species, what kind of intelligence would create a world where everything ends or seems to? I mean, we see endings everywhere. The day ends every day. There's a beginning and end. Every fucking day is this illusion of beginning and end. There's no beginning. The day doesn't really begin. It's just the sun kind of doing its thing. But we create these structures, beginning and end, beginning and end, right? Life, death, birth, whatever the fuck. <laughs> but ultimately, it's, it's, it's all, it's illusion. Joe, childhood, adulthood, old age, corpse. This is intentional simulation. And I'm saying there, nobody created this. This is just in order for you to have to exist, it, it always existed. This is the this is the shadow of it. This is the shadow. This world is a shadow of God. The formed world is a shadow of the unformed. Just like you cast a shadow. And the shadow is you, just without form. The infinite is cast upon this world as the finite in these forms. So this is what I wrote in the caption of the video I posted about uh, infinity is a loop. I said, I suspect this world is a hologram, holographic simulation and even that word simulation implies creation, but I don't think that's necessarily that it was constructed. Um, I think it just always was. Just like existence always was. It's just shadow. It's just, it's there. It's part of it. Yin and yang. It's, it's, but it's one. Yin and yang are still one. You could separate them, but they exist together as one. They function together as one. They're supposed to be one. Right? I cannot separate myself from my shadow. The The circumstances in which a shadow is cast, you know, that might change, but I can't just not have a shadow. Right? They function together as one. So I asked, 
what sort of life form, intelligence, species, however you want to call it, entities, entity, would simulate a world of ending, a construct where everything seems finite and seems to die, where ignorance is prevalent and rampant, and so is forgetfulness. Remember I said, I don't know, I don't remember the author of the book. Imagine a god. <laughs> Imagine a god being able to say, I forgot. Imagine an all-knowing being being able to say, I don't know. Even if it's for a bit. That, that would have to sort of tickle it, wouldn't it? Right? The relief, as it were, to be able to say, I don't remember. How much of a break that is. Like, like imagine going hard all the time. Like you're just working, working, working. And then just being able to be like, eh, I'm, I'm off now. I just want to watch TV and veg. Turn my brain off for a bit. Have fun. If we have that contained within us, that willingness, that, that wanting, that crave, that craving to just sort of every once in a while not be Superman all the time, not to be, you know, going all the time. That's coming from somewhere. That's, that's, that's reflection of the infinite is contained within us. Everything is a reflection of the infinite, including the darker aspects of our nature. It's all reflection. It's all part of it. And programmed, quote, programmed in, I would say. Because once again, imagine being all good. The shadow of that would be a mind a hive mind, which is we're, we're, we're fractured. Yeah, we're fractured hive mind, but we're still one mind in various form, different cells thinking that we're individuals, but it's one collective pretending to be an individual, right? And some of us aren't all good. In fact, even one good person isn't all the way good. There's no such thing as a 100% good person. I do some shady shit sometimes, <laughs> you know? I'd like to say I'm generally good if you want to use that label, but I'm neither good nor bad. I just am. I might vibrate at a particular wavelength a majority of the time, but sometimes I don't. And that's okay. It is what it is. So I said, I suspect... It would be an immortal intelligence exhausted at the prospect of eternal life. Although I would rephrase that as this is just where it comes to sleep. It's so funny. We think, right? Even I've said, when you sleep, you exit the simulation. But invert that. What if every time you wake up in this world, you're actually a god asleep? I'll write that down. Every time you wake up in this world you're actually a god sleeping that has fallen asleep and when you go to sleep you're waking up as a god well, let me write that <laughs> when you go to sleep you awake as a god. You awake into the collective. Right? 
sort of merge into the collective. So what if this is a world where gods go to rest? Hope I'm not spoiling the illusion. <laughs> I'm gonna read you some quotes. This is from Power Versus Force. It says, there is no beginning or end to a hologram. It is already everywhere complete. In fact, the appearance of being unfinished is part of its completeness. And that just tells me like, yeah, things, people say things like I'm a work in progress, but that's if you subscribe to this linear flow of time, you're not a work in progress. You already are what you're going to be. You're just experiencing the progress, right? We're programmed to focus on the goal instead of just being aware. And most importantly, just watching, observing, not judging, because you're not in control of anything. There's no point in judging. It just is. There is no good or bad. It just is. Altogether, it just is. Just let it be. I found this. I think I had looked up, let me see what I looked up. Said it's not gonna come off the top of my head. I looked up a specific school of um, Indian philosophy. Um, and this is what popped out. This was on a Britannica encyclopedia. And it says, um, he argues, and I don't remember who he is, but if you if you type this into Google, the quote should pop up. Um, it says, he argues that there is no duality. The mind, awake or dreaming, moves through maya, illusion, and non-duality. Okay, so it's Ad Advaita. Advaita was what I looked up. Advaita philosophy. A-D-V-A-I-T-A. -A, and that's what popped up. Non-duality is the only final truth, which is basically everything just is. That truth is concealed by the ignorance of illusion. Truth is concealed by the ignorance that is imposed upon us in this illusion. That's me paraphrasing. There is no becoming, either of a thing by itself or of a thing out of some other thing. There is ultimately no individual self or soul only the universal soul, the Atman, in which individuals may be temporarily delineated, just as the space in a jar delineates a part of the larger space around it. When the jar is broken, when your body dies, the individual space becomes once more part of the larger space. I would argue it's not even just when your body dies. When you sleep, you leave your body and then you become part of the over soul, the universal soul, the Atman. That is worth re-listening to. 
the jars are the avatars. So you, you're this oversoul, universal soul, individuating itself into form. So Joe is just a jar contained within it is the soul, but I'm limited by the jar and it's intentional. I would argue it's a function of the jar is to limit so that I can have this experience. You could argue that the jar imprisons in a way it does. And it can argue, you can argue that you can also learn from being in the jar, what it's like to be in a jar, right? The way a God, if it was forced to become temporarily human would learn what it's like to not have the power or should I, I should at the very least not even learn. Cause remember I said knowledge is an illusion. It would just experience it. Right. Cause you can't really know anything. You can only sort of remember the experience or maybe forget that you've already had the experience and then revisit the experience. but there's nothing new. And once the jar is broken, you go back, right? The space gets released back into, you know, outer space. It's all space, inner space, outer space. It's all space. I had a video and a podcast. So I talked about, you know, other dimensions in space and people forget that the mind is space itself. And so if they exist, other dimensions, if wormholes can pop in and out of, you know, existence, Microscopic wormholes, they say, are popping in and out of, quote, existence. I would say perception. I wouldn't say existence because you can't pop out and in of existence. It's just where there's perceived or observed. Out there in space, you have space within your mind. Mind itself could be its own dimension. Right? Same thing. If God exists out there and you are just contained within this body that's not even really form you know that right they say that nothing's actually solid this is physics nothing's actually solid everything is just repulsion so what we think of as containing us that's an illusion within itself it just it's it's a false construct you're not really contained so god is out there god is also within you're just limited and i've spoken about you know certain changes to the brain can actually allow more of that god abilities omniscience to flow through right i don't want to delve into it because don't damage your brain but it is out there it's called sudden savant syndrome people become geniuses if their certain part of their brain is damaged in a particular way i would not advocate you do that but basically you know as huxley said the doors of perception everything is we're limited you are god limited in form I am arguing it's sort of by design. I like the line that there is ultimately no individual self or soul, only the Atman in which individuals may be temporarily delineated. Just as the space in a jar delineates a part of the larger space around it. When the jar is broken, the individual space becomes once more part of the larger space. That's what death is. Death is kind of an escape from a jar. And then you come back into a jar again and again and again. No beginning, no end. Space always has been. God always has been. You can't say I am God. If you're Christian, you can't say well, I'm a child of God. Okay, a child of God is still a God. I'm Nigerian. 
my daughter is Nigerian. <laughs> a child of a Nigerian is still a Nigerian. She might have lived in America. She might be Nigerian American, but she's Nigerian. Doesn't matter where she physically lives, culturally, biologically, her body is Nigerian. Get it? It's not blasphemy. You can't, because that's what the the Pharisees said about Christ when he said, are you not gods? And then they accuse him of blasphemy, but that's what he was, he's saying. I'm just God in a form right now. But the form is just a jar. And once it breaks, you have access. You're, you're that again. You're, you are who you really are. But is it a prison? I don't think so. I, 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 it's like one of my favorite movies is Meet Joe Black. I don't know why. Maybe because my name is Joe and I'm black. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, but I've always been fascinated by that sort of concept of death, taking a vacation, coming down here, right? Sort of to have a human experience. That's kind of us, all of us. We were all Joe Black. This is a quote by Swami Vivekananda. How can existence be produced out of non-existence? If this universe is existence, it must have come out of something because it was very easy to see that nothing comes out of nothing anywhere. Nothing cannot produce a thing. Here's another quote. As the one sun reflected on various pieces of water appears to be many and millions of globules of water. So many millions of suns and in each glob, glob, globule will be a perfect image of the sun. Yet there's only one sun. So are all the souls reflections in different forms and different minds. All of us are one. I know you don't want to hear it. Some people don't want to hear it because then it's like, well, does that mean that even the worst of us? Well, I mean, that kind of what it does mean. Yeah, <laughs> it is what it is. You know, and maybe it's just being in this form. That's part of it is that is part of it. These different minds are like so many different globules reflecting the one being. God is being reflected in all these different jivas or souls. So this is Hindu philosophy, Indian philosophy, Sanskrit, ancient Sanskrit uh, interpreted. But the, these are the words of, uh, once again, Swami Vivekananda. But a dream cannot be without a reality. And that reality is that one infinite existence. If this is a simulation, then where is it being projected from? If this is an illusion, if this is false, and it's just a mirror or a reflection of something, then it has to be a projection of something real. Right? That was me. That wasn't very Kananda. But, right? You as body, mind, or soul are a dream. But what you really are is existence, knowledge, bliss. Remember I said you cannot know anything because knowledge just is. You can't create anything because creation just is it always there's no emergence out of nothing existence is god 
You are the God of this universe. You are creating the whole universe. It's just in different forms. We are co-creating, but we're all one. He says, you are creating the whole universe and drawing it in. Thus says the Advaitist, A-D-V-A-I-T-I-S-T, if you want to read about it. So all these births and rebirths, coming and going, are the figments of Maya, Maya being illusion. You are infinite. Where can you go? I love that. Where can you go? All these births and rebirths, coming and going, are just figments of illusion. You're infinite. Where can you go? It just is. You can only exist. The sun, the moon, and the whole universe are but drops in your transcendent nature. How can you be born? How can you die? I never was born, never will be born. I never had a father or mother, friends or foes, for I am existence, knowledge, bliss, absolute. So when he says, I've never had a father or mother or friends or foes, what he means is that all of these forms, it's still illusion. Your father is not really your father. It's just a form that's holding a soul. It's like a jar that holds a soul that's playing a role. It's a fragment that's playing a role, a father. Your enemy is not really your enemy. It's just, it's just a fragment of the soul that's playing the role of foe. All of the world's a stage. All of world is Maya. Existence cannot be produced out of non-existence. There is no beginning. There is no end. There just is. If you step outside of time, there are no causes at all. That's another quote by Vivekananda. Have you not realized that you're more than just your body? Imagine your air trapped in a jar and you think yourself the jar. So you've chosen or you're defining yourself by your limitation. Every time you say I am this and I am that, you are defining yourself by your limitation. You are not this and you're not that. So in the negation, I'm not Joe. Joe is what I am contained within. I am not a female. I am not a mother. This is a role that I am playing. I am not black. These are roles that we're playing. And it is for the sake of it. Enjoy the illusion. Observe it. Existence itself created all of this. Right? You. God. The oversoul. Collective consciousness. And it's not just this world. There's others. This is just one sun. Or I've said there are other servers, if you will. Right now you're presently existing as a homo sapien sapien. That is the jar that's holding the space. You're not the jar. You're just experiencing what it's like to be in a jar. But jars aren't the only thing that can hold space, right? A box can hold a space. 
space is still what's consistent. Stop defining yourself by what limits you. It's not to say that there's nothing wrong with the limitation. Limitation is there. It's intentional. I'm arguing on this episode that it is a function. Right? A place where it allows the God to temporarily rest. Limitations are self-imposed. This is actually on my Jolie Artist page. All of your limitations are self-imposed. And I'm laughing because I posted that on my page like years ago. And I was thinking more from like a micro perspective, right? Of like, you know, the internal monologue and things like that. But I'm realizing now that even from a God's eye view, becoming human, being in human form, that is a self-imposed limitation. If this is a prison, it's self-imposed. If this is a school, it's self-imposed. You can't really contain a God. That's the illusion, right? That's what the definition of illusion is. It's a false, it's a lie. Even if you do believe that this is a prison, if you believe that this is a prison planet, if you believe that we just are trapped in this loop and we have to keep coming back over and over again, even that itself is a lie. And for as long as you choose to believe that lie, you will be a fragment of a consciousness, of a space, of a God that keeps coming back until you realize like even that is an illusion. All our limitations are self-imposed. My cousin asked me today, he was like, should I go to Manchester? (laughs) And I said, well, what else would you be doing? He was like, nothing. So his friends are heading to Manchester tomorrow. He's in England. Um, And uh, I said, well, why not? I said, out of the blue, I said, just go with the intention to observe. Just watch. Because at first I'd said it would be helpful even if you just go to network to meet people. But then I was like, no, you have a goal in mind and then you're going to be focused on the goal like you're in control of anything right that's when we start to suffer right because the experience is going to be the experience watch the show (laughs) go with the intention to enjoy the show to observe other people playing their roles playing their parts I had a great time this weekend, went out for Halloween. Didn't think I was going to, but then all of a sudden, like just everything kind of fell into place and I had a really fun time. I had a really fun experience, but I couldn't have planned it. I'm not in control. And even if I would have planned it, like the plans that I had fell through. And when I looked back, I realized that had the plans that I had wanted to occur occurred I would not have had as good a time as I did and while I was out I just remember sitting back and just taking everything in and just being like this is pretty cool and I was just pure observer 
I was dancing. I was talking to people. I was watching everybody dressed up in the costumes. Halloween is my favorite holiday because it's like you see people. It's like you see gods in a costume putting on another costume. I was Barbie. I know, original, right? Uh, <laughs> I was Storm last year, so, you know. All right, but it's still, you just, you see people and then they play into their roles. And it's just a reminder of what we are actually doing. We're all doing that, you know, and it's fun for me. And it reminds me to remember, hey, we're all playing a role. So just watch the show. Stop judging, right? Because it takes the enjoyment out of it. Like if you're watching a movie. Like imagine you're watching a movie with somebody and all they're doing is just sitting here criticizing everything. Oh, I don't like this. I don't like that. Shut the fuck up. Let me just watch the show. Why do they do that? Who cares? Just watch the show. Enjoy it. That's the purpose of it. Is to enjoy it. Is to be entertained by it. Will you learn something in the process? Probably. But just watch. What's popping? Don't mind me just watching. <laughs> right? It, it's, you know, a lot of people preach awareness. And I'm saying take it a step further. And let's say not just awareness, but enjoyment, observance. Right? There is no good. There is no bad. It is what it is. We do not judge. We just observe. It is what it is. It already is. Every once in a while, you might have a particular desire to collapse a particular waveform reality experience, but you have to ask yourself, where did that desire even come from? Because if you didn't have the desire for that, Sam Harris talks about this in his book, Free Will. The desires come out of nowhere. You don't control your desires. So that within itself, you think I'm chasing this desire because this is something I want to happen, but you didn't control the desire that was provoked in you. So you're not even control of what you're chasing. You think you're in control because you're like, I want something and now I'm chasing it. You're not ever stopping to ask yourself, why do I even want this in the first place? What is, why is this driving me? Hello. So even if a desire does pop up, observe it consciously. And see where it goes. Anyway, that was fun. <laughs> that was a fun episode. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Imagine the next time you wake up, as soon as you open your eyes, imagine you're a God at rest. And this world is where God's come to rest, where God's come to pretend to be finite, weak. But we can't help ourselves, can we? We still look around and we still constantly create. That should tell you something, who we truly are. Just playing a role. Thanks for listening. <laughs>